Church family, thank you for a few of you come back tonight. I believe we could all sit right here. Anybody got any spoken announcements? Am I over a committee? Yeah. I'm over the pastoral committee. Okay, you're, you're, you're somebody okay um, did you call Ernest or did he call us okay uh, let me tell you what we've gotten so far uh, we've got him a vehicle uh, that he can use while he is here um, and um, someone gave me a hundred dollars toward him getting a vehicle to get here so he's checking on it to see if that's going to be a doable thing. Um, and he said it looks like his schedule is to land in Atlanta around 3 o'clock. So that means he probably wouldn't get out of there till 4 or 4.30. Get back here 7 or 8 o'clock Saturday night. So I hope that um, he can decently rent a vehicle one way. Uh, through Enterprise, isn't that what's in Seneca? Hello? Enterprise. Yeah. Anybody know anybody there? Could help us out somehow? Well, just pray for him. Um, he's looking forward to being here, and uh, he's going to be going to Ebenezer. Yeah, okay. The 22nd. That'll be next Sunday night. Yes, no, yes, no. It's, it's going to come one way or the other. All right. Just be praying for Ernest this week. Uh, over halfway around the world right now. And a lot of a lot of miles to be traveled. Those of you who've been on that route know. Okay, let's pray. Father, thank you for the day. Thank you for the afternoon. Thank you for another time to be back in your house this evening. Thank you for those who've come this way. Bless our people that aren't here tonight. And uh, Lord, we do pray for Ernest as he makes the plans and arrangements to get here. And Lord, we just pray that something would work out, uh, that he could have transportation. Uh, from Atlanta to here, and that you would just watch over and keep him safe and just bless in this service tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Sammy. Let's begin tonight by singing The Way of the Cross Leads Home, number 606.
must needs go by the way of the cross. There's no other way but this. I shall never get sight of the gates of light if the way of the cross I miss. The way of the cross leads home. The way of the cross leads home. It is sweet to know as I onward go. church if we didn't take an offering. <laughs> All right, let us pray. Father, we thank you for this day and for the new blessings you've given us. Thank you for the opportunity we have to come and to sing praises to your name. Father, may everything that we do tonight be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer, for we ask you in Christ's name. Amen.
Well, let's sing together, I've got peace like a river, number 618. Let's stand again as we sing. Just remain standing after we sing this song, we'll sing a chorus. <clears throat> sung all my life, I guess a lot of you have too, only believe. You know, all things are possible if we only believe. You know, God says in the scripture, if you believe and believe with all your heart, we can move mountains. So all, all it takes is faith and <clears throat> belief. Let's sing that of course. sing it tonight. It's called Satisfied with Jesus. You know, we're uh, we're all satisfied with Jesus, but you know, the question is, is he satisfied with us? 
I am satisfied with Jesus. He has done so much for me. He has suffered to redeem me. He has died to set me free. I am satisfied, I am satisfied, I am satisfied with Jesus. But the question comes to me as I think of Calvary. Is my master satisfied with me? When my work on earth is ended and I cross the mystic sea, all that I could hear him saying, I am satisfied with thee. I am satisfied. I am satisfied. I am satisfied with Jesus. But the question comes to me as I think of Calvary. Is my master satisfied with me? Thank you, Sammy. That's a serious question. I am. I'm satisfied with Jesus. But what about is he with me? Look like not many people's interested in that appointment that's coming, but uh, it is what it is. And I'm glad you're here tonight. We've got three different places of Scripture to look at tonight. Well, in the introduction part. Um, so if you have your Bibles, first of all is Hebrews 9.27. Hebrews 9.27 and then with 1 Corinthians 3.10, the second part through verse 15. And then Revelation 20. 11 through 15, and I will wait until you find it, because I'm glad to see you've got the book with you, and so uh, even though it's up on the screen, uh, I'm going to wait till the pages quit rattling, and uh, if you're in a hurry, it's okay to leave, I guess.
thinking about this message tonight, I, I thought about many times I have heard uh, people when they advertise, they'll say, by appointment only. By appointment only. We may say more about that in a little bit. But Hebrews 9.27. <clears throat> it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. Now, if you'll let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, the second part of verse 10, where it starts out, I have laid the foundation, but I want to wait on you, so don't get nervous and close your book. 1 Corinthians 3, the second part of verse 10 through 15. I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth on it. But let every man take heed how he buildeth upon it. For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon the foundation gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall test every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built upon it, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved yet as by fire. Revelation chapter 20. Revelation 20. Begin the verse 11. <clears throat> I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead that were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead that were in them. And they were judged, every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Father, I pray that you would help us tonight to see and understand this appointment that awaits us. That could happen any time. Lord, just guide us tonight in the thoughts and, and things we want to share uh, that would draw us all closer to you. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I read this about a man, uh, Ira Thomas, who uh, hacked across the country um, 
as a senior citizen. Uh, he was 63 years old when he did this. And uh, when he got back, the story says he began working on his own web page uh, so that others could follow along on the journey that he had. But then there was a question came to his mind. What's going to happen if I die before I finish my project? You know who I thought about? I thought about Kay. What's going to happen if I don't finish my project? And we see, we saw what happened. Our ladies and our men rallied together and uh, brought it together. And I'm sure we didn't do it uh, like Kay would have done it, finished it up. But what she had done in preparation made it easy for those who worked behind uh, her. Uh, scripture tells us that every life is going to stand before God and give an account of our life, of everything that we have ever done, whether it be good or bad. So tonight I want us to think about the appointment. You know, we are, uh, we're pro, most of us are procrastinators. We we know we're going to get it done or we want to do it, so we put it off. And I think many times, you know, I walk across the yard at the house and I think, you know, one day I won't walk across that yard anymore. Somebody else will be walking across that yard. And I think even today, also in my little old shop, well, it was my daddy's out, a little uh, portable building uh, that I inherited and uh I remember the day, the last day he ever laid brick. And I told him that evening, I said, don't clean them boots up. He said, why? I said, just don't clean them up. I still have them where he set them up on the shelf with mortar still on them. And I think many times, I, I pick up the tools that he used, and I'm thinking, my goodness, what kind of, of uh, experience is behind this? And always, there's always a question, I wish I could ask him this or that. My 92-year-old uncle, I talked to him every, every Sunday morning at 8 o'clock, and he, he told, me, told me this morning, he said, I got brick to lay this week. I said, you kidding? No, sir. I got a profile to build. I said, all right. Well, you going to have some help? He said, yeah. Uh, they're going to make the mortar and keep me brick, or I'm not going to be able to do it. So, uh, and he told me, he said, if you, you want to know anything, you better be asking me because I'm the oldest one in the family. And so, you know, I try to think up things on Sunday to ask him uh, that I don't already have about, about our family. But I just simply give this a title, The Appointment. What's that appointment going to be like? It's, it's going to be a judgment seat of Christ. And we're not going to be late for that appointment. We're going to be right on time. The court date, I do know when the court date will be. It's going to be after the rapture. That's when the court date is, after the rapture. Now, I want to, I'm going to turn to several portions of God's Word. If I see you turning, I'll wait. If I don't see you turning, I'm going to keep on going. Revelation 22, verse 12. I don't have any of these looked up, so 
Revelation 22. If I didn't think this stuff was important, I wouldn't do it tonight. Revelation 22, 12. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. Uh, I want you to think about that God keeps up, y'all, with everything. He keeps up with everything. Uh, we're going to briefly look at those books, because that's where he's keeping all that stuff. And, uh, you know, it's important. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Now, the reason we need to uh, keep things going like God wants us to keep them going, the answer is here in verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast. What in the world does that mean? It means constant. Be ye steadfast. Unmovable. What's that mean? That means solid in your faith. Always abounding, excelling constantly the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. It's nobody's business what you're doing as a Christian. Okay, I said as a Christian, because we ought to not be doing it that men can come and brag on us and, and what have you, okay? But we do it out of love for God. That's why I say that He will not forget your labor of love. Now, not only the court date is after the rapture, but secondly there, um, the assigned judge is Jesus Christ. He is the judge. The Bible says, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command of the voice of the archangel and the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ... That is, every person that has ever died a Christian is going to come out of the grave. Then we who are alive and walking around as a Christian are going to be caught up to meet them in the air. I don't know about you, but on our way in uh, this afternoon, the clouds, I had to keep my mind, I mean, my eyes on the road, but Lynn kept pointing out. Oh, look yonder, there's a so-so. And I said, look, I'm driving, you just talk to me. Uh, but the clouds, the formation of the clouds, I can't imagine. He's going to come and stop in the clouds. So, hey, it might be one little cloud. It might be a solid, cloudy day. But it'll be like he wants it because he is the judge. And he'll call the shots on that day. Uh, Revelation chapter 2, verses 18 uh, and 19. Revelation 2, 18 and 19.
and to the angel of the church of Thyatira, these things saith the Son of God, who hath his eyes like a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine bronze. I know thy works, and love, and service, and faith, and patience, and thy works, and the last to be more than the first. He knows all that. He shares all that. So, uh, you know, we we see uh, the, the assigned judge is the Lord Jesus Christ. A third thing, we talk about the court date, the assigned judge, but the third thing is the courthouse location. That's where most courts take place, don't they? The courthouse location is heaven. John 14, verses 1 through 3. John 14, verses 1 through 3. That word let means allow, okay? To give permission to. Let not your heart be troubled. With all the trouble that's going on in the world, we don't need to let our hearts and our minds be stressed out with the things of the world, okay? Because, hey, uh, that song that Sammy sung, hey, uh, we're going to leave all that behind. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Jesus said, for in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am. Get that. We're not going to be left by ourselves that where I am, there you may be also. Amen. That's right. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 17 1 Thessalonians 4, 17. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. Okay? Now the word rapture does not appear in the scripture. Okay? In the King James Version anyway. But that word, those two words, caught up. Okay? That's the rapture, together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. No more separation. We will see him, the Bible says, as he is, as we approach the appointment time. We're going to see him as he is. Now, in our appointments today, we go to the doctor. Well, you know, there's a, always a receptionist that gets us signed in, and we sit down until our name's called. Then we get up, and we're taken back and, and weighed in and asked about 50 questions. And, and then the, they say the doctor will be in, in a little bit, and they shut the door. I don't like that door being shut. When they go out, I get up, and I ease the door open. 
And in a little bit, she comes back by and says, oh, I'm sorry I didn't close the door. I said, whoa, 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 you closed the door. But, ma'am, I can't stand to be closed up, you know. Well, they'll leave the door open. In a little bit, here comes the doctor. How are you doing? I'm doing all right for the shape I'm in. Said, well, what kind of shape are you in? I said, the best you've ever seen. <laughs> well, you know, he's, he's a doctor. That's why you went to him, because he's supposed to know uh, more about it than what you and I know more about it. And so, uh, you know, the courthouse location is going to be in heaven. Jesus is going to come get us, take us back, escort us right in there, and there we are. The person's to be tried. Guess who's going to be tried? <laughs> the raptured church. <laughs> We're the ones that's going to be tried. We're the ones that's going to be uh, sitting on that bench and be questioned. Now, some folk are confused about this questioning thing. 1 Corinthians 15, 51 and 52. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 Corinthians 15, 51. Behold, I'll show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. Now that means, you know, that means we, somebody, some of us are going to be walking around when Jesus comes. But we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So, when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written. And we've said it many times. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. Well, you know, God is going to be fair. The persons to be tried is the raptured church. And some folks say, well, what are we going to be tried for? I don't want to confuse you. But when Jesus died on the cross, I believe, according to Scripture, that he died once and he died for all, that he died for our past, he died for our present, and he died for our future sins. I've told you this before. I've had over 330 funerals. Some of those funerals uh, were caused by the word we use, suicide. And I've had people say to me, well, I guess old so-and-so's in hell now. I said, no. Oh, yeah, they in hell because they, they committed suicide and, and there's no way they got forgiveness of that. Boy, it blesses me to be able to tell them the story about my Jesus, 
how he died on the cross for my past, my present, and my future because I don't know what I might do if I lose my mind, if I lose the ability to think clearly. I may overdose on pills. I don't know what might happen. I might take a gun and blow my head off. I don't know what will happen. But I know one thing, that sin has already been paid for. Amen? I mean, you can't beat that. Now you say, well, what about a person that gets saved and he goes off out here and lives for the devil that he dies? Well, you know, he may not have gotten saved. I don't know. But I know this. The Bible says that God is a jealous God. He's also a just God. But he is also, he is not going to let any person go to hell that have accepted him as their Savior. And he says, I'll chasten every son whom I love. And I know about that chastening. I've had several chastenings just because I thought I knew the better way to go. The better way to go. Well, judgment is rendered, okay? This is not the judgment of sin. That was taken care of when Jesus hung on the cross. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12. Hebrews 8, verse 12. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, sorry way of living, and their sins and their iniquities. Look at what he says. I will remember no more. How in the world God can do that, I do not know. The only thing, answer I have for that is he's God. The Bible says he removes our sins as far as the east is from the west. He casts them into the deepest part of the sea, meaning he don't want us to go get those things. You know, I invited the people this morning to come to the altar and leave that storm at the altar. And that's the proper way to do it. But you mark it down as soon as you get up from that prayer. The devil's going to be on your back saying, Ah, you didn't, you didn't do it. I still remember it. You remember We remember it. But we shouldn't carry that burden on and on and on. God don't want us to carry burdens. If we carry those burdens to the cross, we leave them there. We won't forget, but we don't need to have that burden on us carrying that cross. 1 John chapter 2, verse 12. 1 John chapter 2, verse 12. 1 John 2, 12. I write unto you, little children. Now, he's talking about his youngins here. He's talking about those who are saved. Because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. For his name's sake. I've told you this before, but some of you may not have heard it. When I entered the ninth grade, I've signed up to take agriculture and I well my daddy probably bought it I bought me an FFA jacket 
And I will forget Mr. Fred Morgan was our ag teacher. And the first day of class, when we got our jackets, most of us had wore them. That we wore them. We were proud of them. He said, guys, what's on the front of that jacket? said, our name. What's on the back of that jacket at the top? Our state. What's on the bottom? Our school. He said, don't you ever forget this. When you wear this jacket out in public, you're representing South Carolina, and you're representing Wren High School, and you're representing yourself. Do not bring disappointment to either three. Well, you know, when we think about that, uh, God forgives and God forgets. But you mark it down, Satan is not going to let you and I forget. He's going to constantly remind us of our past and what that does. That hinders us from doing what God wants us to do. Because we say, well, I'm just not worthy to do that. Well, it's not whether you're worthy or whether I'm worthy or not. It's whether you're faithful to the call or not. You know, if God extends the call, be faithful to it. It's not a judgment of unconfessed sin, but it's a judgment of service, okay? Romans 13, 12. Romans 13, 12. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Why? In order to ward off the fiery darts that Satan will throw at us. So then, each of us Every believer must give an account of himself to God. 2 Corinthians 5, 10. 2 Corinthians 5, 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it's good or whether it's bad. Two words there. The words good and the words bad. Used here do not refer primarily to moral issues, okay? But to that which is worthy and that which is worthless. We do a lot of things that's worthy and we do a lot of things that's worthless. So that's what he's talking about. Whether it be good or whether it be bad. Um, 1 Corinthians 4, 1 and 2 
1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Good stewards of what God reveals to you, what God gives us. Good stewards. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Faithful in what God has called us in to do. Since every Christian is a steward of the grace of God, it is critical that a steward's life be found faithful because of who God is, because of who we represent in the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 3. 10 through 15. According to the grace of God which is given unto me, a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. Another buildeth on it, but let every man heed how he buildeth upon it. For other foundation can no man lay that which is laid. I won't read any further because we've already read that passage. But I wrote this for my own personal use there under verse 11. For other foundation can no man lay that which has been laid, which is Jesus Christ. And I wrote, it is finished. It is finished. Now, the next thing that's going to start is his coming back. That's the next thing on the calendar, on God's calendar, is for the return of Jesus. Everything else doesn't happen. And we wait and we look for the return of him. Some of our works will be consumed by fire. But then some of those works are going to stand the fire. It depends on our attitude of how we build, okay? And I think of the three little pigs, and you remember the story. Straw, burned up. Sticks, burned up. Brick, hey, it held on. Matthew 6, verses 1 and 2. Matthew 6. Take heed, pay attention, listen, that ye do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, ye have no reward of your Father who is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory from men. Verily I say unto you that they're going to have their reward. Look at verse 5. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, 
For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and at the corners of streets, that they may be seen by men. Verily I say unto you, they'll have their reward. You know, when we look at all of this has taken place, you got the judge, you got the, the, the courtroom scene, but the last thing is the verdict. The verdict. Scripture lists several uh, crowns which believers uh, is possible to receive. One of those crowns is a crown of life. A crown of life for going through persecution. Now, I don't, I might be persecuted tonight, but I can't recall any time that I've been persecuted, uh, I could only remember. I could only remember two times uh, that no, I knocked on doors, and one person shut the door in my face when I told them what I was doing. The other one said, "If you're here to save us, we ain't interested. You can call that persecution, or you can call it not. You know, hey." But I don't know, you know, I, I've never been persecuted. But that crown of life awaits those who have been persecuted. Then there's the crown of glory. That is a reward for being faithful to Jesus Christ. Being faithful to Him. Uh, you know, what does it cost to be faithful? I can't tell you. It could cost me my life to be faithful, okay? It could cost me all my life's savings to be faithful. Job, did he have anything left? Nothing but a wife. And she said, well, won't you just curse God and die? You're a wreck. A crown of glory. Then there's the crown of righteousness. That's simply faithful living before the world. You don't have to wear a sign that says, I'm a Christian. You don't have to wear that sign. All you've got to do is walk the talk and talk the walk. Somebody said, you, you tell it like it is. Let me tell you something. I tell it like it was in the Bible, like it was, and I'll be telling it like it is, right? It's important uh, that we do that. It's important uh, that we reach out into that effect. Well, we talked about the foundation uh, where, uh, you know, uh, we lay many foundations, okay? Uh, and I always say every time I see that advertisement on TV of, of Ram Jack and all these guys that go around trying to, patch up houses where the foundation is give way. <clears throat> the only proper way to fix something like that is tear it down and fix the foundation. Now the foundation is important for any structure you build. It's important. Josh and me, I don't know how many years ago, put the foundation in for Souls Harbor up here. 
And when I got done, I looked back. I'd done it according to plans. When I looked back, it looked like a cemetery. <laughs> One of the members said, good. Now, why don't you put so many pillars in this church? I said, how many people y'all run in a service? He, he said, well, we run about this and that. I said, what would the average weight of them be? Well, I don't know. The, I said, can you imagine if everybody shows up at one time and goes to jumping up and down? <laughs> I said, it, you're going to call me if that floor starts doing like this because it's important that the foundation be right. So therefore, that's why I put in as many piers and pillars uh, that we put in because, hey, I was responsible. Well, I'm responsible for my foundation, okay? My foundation is in Jesus Christ. It's my responsibility to accept Him to be my foundation. And when I lead somebody to Jesus, it's my responsibility to let them know that they are resting on the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. No other foundation can man build other than what has already been done. And when Jesus died on the cross, he said, it is finished. Revelation 20, verses 11, uh, talking about the books. Revelation 20. I want us to just go go ahead. I haven't read uh, this, but go to verse uh, 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Now, the works to me here is works that we do in the name of Jesus. Not for ourselves, but works that we do in the name of Jesus. And for 13 says, And the sea gave up the dead that were in it. Death and hell delivered up. The dead that were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. Those that have already died, y'all, without Jesus are in hell. Their souls are. Their bodies are in a grave somewhere. But they're going to be raised up, brought out of hell to stand before God. Many, hey, listen, many will say, hey, I preached in that church. I was a deacon in that church. I was a Sunday school teacher in that church. I was faithful to that church. I gave heavily to that church. Sorry. I never knew you. That's going to be a horrible thing to hear that. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is a second death. Now that book, in verse 15, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Two judgments. 
the judging of the lost, and the judging of the saved. Get this now. The lost are going to be judged because they were lost. I mean, this because they didn't accept Christ. You and I as Christians are going to be judged, not for our sins. They are forgiven. They are paid for under the blood of Jesus. But we're going to give an account for the life that we've lived, for the deeds that we've done, whether we're done that we get to glory or whether God would get to glory. That's what we're going to be judged for. But we're not going to be sent to hell. Hello? We're not going there. Having accepted Christ, we're going into heaven. But we may go without any rewards. We may go without any deeds. That's done. Romans 10, excuse me, Romans 14, 10. Romans 14, 10. And I'm just about finished. Thank you. Romans 14, 10. But why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost Thou set at naught thy brother, for we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Somebody said it's going to take Jesus a long time to interview every born-again child of God. Well, let me say it this way. Eternity is a long time. He will get around to it. I told you this, and I close our principle that Lynn and, had, Lynn and I had in high school. Mr. C.L. Dodson was a good Christian man. And after every report card went out, and we brought them back to the teachers, he, for several weeks, would go around to every class sat in the back of the class in a desk and another empty desk beside him. And when he called your name, you were to get up during class. Hey, he did this during class. You got up and you went and sat in that empty seat and he picked up his book and opened it up. There was my name. There was my grades. I think about that many times, how long it took him to go around to all those classes and interview every student according to their works. God will get around to it. Jesus will get around to it. The thing for us to do is be ready for this appointment. Because once we cash in here, then the next thing is the appointment. We may be in the grave a long time, our bodies, but he will bring it up. Father, thank you for the evening. Thank you for those who've chosen to come this way. God, I love my people, and I, I thank you so much for them. I pray that you bless every home that's represented in this room tonight, that you'd speak to our hearts. Lord, that if all of us are ready, how many of us know people who are not ready for this appointment? To beg and to plead with them to get their house in order for this appointment. We know we're going to leave projects left behind, undone, if we leave before Jesus comes. But it does help us to leave things in good order 
if at all possible, for those that will follow us. In Jesus' name, amen. If you need to come to the altar tonight for whatever reason, the altar is open. Brother Sammy, what are we singing, son? to do y'all surrender it all to him he'll give you back more than you surrender I can tell you he'll give you back more than you surrender anybody got a word of testimony before we go you know the routine yes amen never ending football <laughs> had that big old boot on <laughs> okay Wednesday night is our meal hamburgers and french fries and beans and slaw no lettuce and tomato Duke's mayonnaise if you please right Charlie <laughs> oh 
Okay, Lance, would you come dismiss us, please? I hope you'll have a good afternoon, evening, and I will look for you Wednesday night. I was just thinking, you know, we need to be talking to people, witnessing to people, and giving out tickets for heaven because it's going to be close, I think. Lord, thank you for this day. And in this house with, with friends, believers, people that we'll be in heaven with, and we won't have to stop. We'll be able to stay and talk forever. And, Lord, I just praise your holy name for this church, how this church reaches out to people, how they're so giving and so caring. And, Lord, just help us this week as we leave here that we reflect on what we've heard tonight, and we've heard a lot. But I ask you to please be with us and help us to be you everywhere we go so that we can share your light to those who need it most. We have a lot of sick. Lord, bless the sick and give us safety as we go home. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good job.